Um, let's speak to um, Dr. Trevor Ngwane, who's the director of the Center for Sociological Research and Practice at UJ. Um, an unidentified man believed to be in his 40s was brutally murdered by community members in Makurong village for allegedly stealing a plasma television set. Also, in another separate incident uh, that uh, tells a tale of mob justice gone wrong in Gauteng, a would-be recycler scrap metal collector was accused of being a thief. Community members tied him with ropes and started to beat him with the different objects. So what can authorities do to effectively deal with this problem? We speak to Dr. Nwane. Dr. Nwane, good evening and thank you so much for making time for us. Thank you, Adrian and your listeners. Dr. Nwane, what's your take on what's currently happening with the increased reportage, at least, on, on mob justice cases and where community members are essentially taking matters into their own hands? Well, you know, as a sociologist, I will look at uh, underlying causes, factors, but it's most important to start off by saying mob justice is not on. It is wrong. I mean, remember, a group of people uh, play the role of judge during an executioner. And in South Africa, we don't even have the death penalty. So there is no due process, you know, Often it's emotional, it's more psychology. In some instances, you find that it's vindictive, revenge for other reasons unrelated to the crime. In any case, it's revenge, retribution, and not rehabilitation. So I think uh, mob justice, you know, is just not on. Of course, we can look at why it's happening and explain it here. What's your take then on why it is happening and also this issue around relying more on the criminal formal justice system? And some people would say that, well, we have apprehended a certain individual, um, handed it over to the police. The person was arrested. But because of due process that needs to un- un- unfold and also um, the core of our criminal justice system is also that you are innocent until proven guilty, is that the person is then released on bail and you know how the story goes. Yes. So on the one hand, is ignorance about how the law and the justice system works. But there's a broader problem, of course. As you know, that our police, they have discredited themselves in the eyes of the people, always asking for cold drink. Also, you find that black working class areas, townships, are poorly serviced. So when uh, there's a crime, you know, police take a long time to come. Often not because uh, they don't want to, they don't have enough resources, uh, no police vans, too few police. So you find that uh, just as uh, poor communities will cry about water, electricity, they also have a problem with security. Uh, it's a broader thing of uh, a state which is failing you know, to, to be effective and to meet the needs of the population. Because what we've seen also is, um, well, some people may push back against this analogy, is that amongst the haves and the have-nots, that amongst the haves, um, they have an alternative, and that alternative is getting private security um, that will also act as an agency of law enforcement um, to also deter the crime. And then on the other end, you have the have-nots. These are the poor people who don't have access to an alternative. The only alternative, perhaps, that they may have is taking matters into their own hands. Is there a way to balance the two at all? Yeah, I'm happy you raised that because 
You know, the question of crime is a question of uh, inequality, of injustices, of oppressions, some of them actually coming from the days of apartheid to the present. So you find people living in dormitory townships, you know, uh, locations uh, where there are no opportunities. But of course, it's true that uh, the rich or the upper middle class, you know, there is privatization of basic services. They've got the money to secure, you know, their safety, to secure themselves from uh, criminals. There is this practice now in South Africa, which has been going on for a long time, which is almost near apartheid in its form, the building of gated communities mm. where, you know, uh, white people, rich black people, bourgeoisie, they close the road to make sure that, you know, no poor person, no poor black person, you know, comes in. So, and also you find the uh, Aldrin that most of the crime, you know, happened uh, in black working class uh, townships, in shack settlements, you know, Gipsward, Umlazi, Kukuletu. So basically, it's the poor, you know, uh, unfortunately, black people who suffer the most from crime, and then it's their children who get killed, you know, uh, you know, banned because they are criminals or accused of being criminals. What do you think should happen? Well, I think uh, one, can, one has to separate between, you know, uh, what I can call symptoms and uh, the causes. So dealing with symptoms, I think certainly the first thing, you know, there must be equal services. We must provide basic services, roads, police, electricity, sports fields, recreational centers in all the areas. We have to, you know, also deal with uh, community, edu- community education, you know, teaching people about social justice. We must avoid false accusations because, you know, uh, vigilantism creates division. Mm. Uh, it also creates psychological trauma, you know, antisocial attitudes. But more, most importantly, you know, we have to have justice in the sense of creating a better life for all, houses for all, uh, security for all here. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you so much for your time. Dr. Trevor Nguane, the director of uh, the Center for Sociological Research and Practice at the University of Johannesburg.